With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. of Fiesta Watch. This is live from Las Vegas here, so... Viva Las Vegas! Keep that in mind as we go and babble coherent stuff about yeah, we're incoherent the, we're stuff. We're the Fiesta this time. James, we haven't even introduced you yet. You can't just jump in like this. They don't this. even know who you are. They're James. like, they're like, where's Noah? <laughs> By the way, Noah is not dead, guys. He is not with us in Vegas, but he is with us in spirit. Well, Noah. I took over for Noah because obviously you did. You I'm, I'm the better moderator. I'm the better host of these podcasts. <laughs> no, I don't think he's here in spirit Shots because he made fired. a conscious decision to see his girlfriend and <laughs> come with us to Vegas. James, we still haven't introduced you yet. This is not your turn yet. They still don't know who you are. We have, we have to get there yet. I'm really yet. sad that facepalming does not transmit onto the podcast. We can definitely imagine it, though, for the audience. For just, that, that sound is me facepalming. Yeah, this, absolutely. <laughs> well, yes, again, episode 16 of Fiesta Watch live from Las Vegas. We've had a few drinks in us, but not too many where we can't talk about a lot of Rivals action, of course. I'm joined with Wyatt Lyles here and uh, the newest addition to the Rotowire staff, who's begrudgingly messing around with his head. I don't even know what's happening at this point. It's James like Bates, former Rotowire, now current Rotowire. How are you doing today, James? You're going to have to introduce me like that every time. Doing well. I'm the only sober one here, probably. That's not true. Maybe it's true. I mean, that might be true. We don't want to lie sure. on a podcast. This is being recorded. This is being marked down. I mean, we're all totally going stone cold sober. All right. Well, we just we are getting the we're wrapping up the end of the Las Vegas Rotowire trip. What did they say? This is the twentieth. The twentieth end. Well, this is the fourth. This is the fourteenth uh, Vegas trip. Um, obviously, not the fourteenth for for us, but it's my second. My second as well. Um, but James a- is first with the Rotowire team, but James is a seasoned veteran at Las Vegas. He's actually up in money. Lifetime goal right now, and <laughs> I think it's coincidental we have not seen you touch at like anything gambling when it. When no, we're here. I, I, you know, one day two hundred dollars made in blackjack, never touching it again. 
I'm gonna win. I, I aspire to, going to lose to me. I aspire to break that. I'm, I'm going to. I mean, you're going to be doing a few more of these Las Vegas trips. Trip at some, at some point, we will we will somehow slip some alcohol into your water, <laughs> get you drunk enough to play. I'll just wake like, up crash one day, my bank account is like negative nine hundred dollars. We're just like sorry. My bad. And when this in is Vegas, what happens when you're that? How many overdraws? <laughs> we're not. We're not even. We're like five minutes into this podcast, and we haven't even really discussed any Rift Rivals action. That's how. You know, that's why we're the Fiesta. Well, that's how you know. I, I mean, am. that's how normally me and Noah are as well. We we tend to veer off course. I mean, last time we talked about the TSM chicken nugget eating contest. So, well, I stopped listening at this point that? normally when uh, I'm in the podcast. So, uh, I believe uh, I've been with Vince Uh it, it wasn't Vince Karen. That's what I thought too. But it, uh, Bjergsen and Hanser, I think, tied for they ate 27 chicken nuggets in five minutes. Ridiculous. <laughs> That sounds like a good time. That's also, like, if, like you, if, years, if you want to hear me do a terrible French accent, that is not actually... Well, a French accent for a person who is Danish, uh, listen to the last episode, and you will hear some fun stuff. We're getting so many flashbacks. It's we really need, we need to be looking I forward, know. team. I'm sorry. We're, We're like lost. We're lost. We don't, look, we don't look forward. We look back. I did not watch that show. Uh, you should watch <laughs> I'll that be show. Complete. Wait. Now, people have told me that after like season five, it's just trash. It's not – God, it's not trash. It's still better than most TV shows that are out there. And if you understand the ending, it's not that bad. If you I don't understand the ending – it could be like multiple different things. It could be. About. We're talking about Lost. If you're, you're, if you're so lost, lost that we're talking know, about Lost. If the crowd is lost, I'm lost with you. Let me just let you know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get – You're supposed to be moderating this show. What is I'm going actually on? having a good time. Going? I think this fits the Las Vegas theme, quite frankly. We're bouncing around Unless they're places. actually like listening to us for our expertise in esports, in which case – Well, they can skip ahead to the five-minute mark. We'll just we'll just leave a timestamp for them for that to find. I mean that's what the score does. They use When they release our podcast, they put – timestamps of every single thing that happened in the podcast so you, you think i'm high tech enough to be able to do something like that no you you don't you're probably going to have trouble editing the podcast <laughs> to be honest we're just so. going to be happy if this shows up as an actual <laughs> it's well it'll show it's up like it'll just be a week late yeah so. it'll be it next was, week I, it was a word slip i didn't mean to say pdf okay. it was the, it was exactly the alcohol it's fine it was not the alcohol either. i think the real question is if we do put if we do to put timestamps what is the title for this timestamp going to be that's a good question if you have so many four little words are we allowed on the road wire website. Uh, well, you know what? Now that we have eGamer news, we can say kind of whatever we want to say. As so far it's more as an M-rated website? Oh, see me, I don't have to edit out when Noah cusses anymore? No, you probably should still do that. Oh, I'm assuming okay. he does that uh, frequently enough. Where he does. At uh, least a couple we're, of... we're not allowed to do that. I should probably prepare, but I need to be mentally prepared for this now. Well, if we're going to try and get James to already start cussing, let's just talk about Fnatic. We have the fanboy of all fanboys with Fnatic here, and... <laughs> Let's be honest, they underperformed at Rift Rivals. All of E, I mean, that's a... <laughs> I was going to say, relative to who, I mean, EU got stomped, Fnatic. Just... We were expecting EU to be the better of the two regions, I though. wasn't in that podcast. I don't know what they said. I didn't say that. Okay, so the general public, general perception was okay. that EU was supposed to be better than NA. Now, whether that really is what came out of this. I'm not... I'm I think looking, the general we can public get to might that. have believed that G2 Esports is better than NA. I don't think anybody believes the other EU teams are better than NA. Hey, excuse me. I am a uh, Unicorns of Love fanboy, so... I'm a Unicorns of Love fanboy. I don't think they're a good team. <laughs> I, think, I think they're better than G2. Right now? Yes. That is... I cannot possibly argue that. Wow. <laughs> that might be the only time we're going to actually have to timestamp that. Where James, <laughs> James cannot argue. James, James cannot James argue can't. something? I thought James he can't argue. <laughs> thought he could argue everything. I mean, I could, but we don't have time for it. That was your superpower. That's what we My had My superpower was complicating the obvious. 
Oh, yeah, you're already doing that. You're, that was, that was, you're, you're doing a pretty good job of that, I'll, <laughs> I'll admit. Okay, but so back to Fnatic here. Back to Fnatic. We, we thought they were going to be the, one of the best teams here out of EU, and that really wasn't the case. Now, is that more so the region-specific competition, or... I mean, we had talked a little bit earlier that Fnatic actually thrives in EU, but they wouldn't be an international competition. Is that really kind of what you're thinking here? Yeah, I think that uh, Soaz actually posted an interview earlier today where he basically brought up, broke it down the way I would say is that Fnatic's playstyle relies on them finding ways to kill people. Like, for example, they always sacrifice their bottom lane, let it always get pushed in, Reckless and Jezzy just play safe. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Broxa will come down, Soaz will come down, they'll rescue us. Every time they tried to do that against North American teams, it just blew up in their face, right? You know, they're really well known for that Kennen, Shen, split push kind of play. Mm -hmm. But every time we saw them try to make those same side of plays, even when TSM gave them right down the list every single champion they wanted, they lost. It's obvious. Just obvious. And if you become predictable like Fnatic has become against teams that have the, have the infrastructure, have the time to sit there on a television watching you play, you're going to get exposed and you're going to well, lose lots of games like they did. One of you guys can jump in here, but what's the way to correct that then? I mean, is it as simple as... Hire Taylor. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> is it as simple as just practicing more, not not showing what strategies you plan on using in the international competitions? Or or is there even more to it than that? I mean, I think they just need to vary their play style. I mean, I, I think that's a problem. Like, if you look at... Like, I can tell you right now, I don't even know who they're playing this week, but I'm pretty sure that... Uh, Reckless is going to draft Cannon at some point. Like, I mean, that's just his thing. And or, or yeah, yeah, Cannon or Tashana—that's all he does now. And I think that's made them very predictable. And like you said, when you go up against the teams in the EU, it works. Like stuff, stuff like that seems to work domestically because I mean, granted, he is a very good Cannon uh, player, but when you go up against teams in the NA who have a completely different meta, they'll just stomp on that. I mean, we saw that very clearly at Rift Rivals. But I think just varying their play would kind of make them go a long ways but i think they got too comfortable with the way eu plays and they thought they could take that anywhere and that's just obviously is not the case yeah i would say that Fnatic is a team which is the i would from putting my analyst hat back on <laughs> Fnatic is one of the teams that i would call an aggressive team versus a more defensive team and they're in a league of all defensive teams because all the european top european teams they're all trying to beat koreans like g2 we know they've mm -hmm. said oh we want to we want to practice such that we could beat koreans and the problem is that turns all the teams defensive they don't really look to push their advantages too heavily. They just look for the opponents to make mistakes, and that's something that Fnatic can sort of capitalize on in their region. And it's just when they play against North America, where all the teams are aggressive and all the junglers are, are looking for plays all throughout the game, it just doesn't, it falls apart for them. They're not, I don't know, I don't know so much if it's a problem with their playbook, which I think it probably, I think there's definitely something mm -hmm. what Wyatt said about that, or if it's just nobody's done that to them yet. You know, they've gotten away with it. You said the entire split. They've been playing yeah. and Tristana, all this junk, all split. Mm -hmm. And even when G2 just gave them all the champions and knew exactly what they are going to do, they couldn't stop it. Is this going to serve as a wake-up call for Fnatic, or are they going to find a way to deal or next-level the opposition, you know? Well, could could EU members that even weren't even participating in Rift Rivals take a look at this and say, okay, clearly this is how we have to beat them, and then they start copying and we see Fnatic take a bit of a slide as we round up the end of the summer split? I don't know if the other NA, there are the excuse me, the other EU teams are even willing to vary their playstyles. I mean, because like like James said, they all play very defensive. I mean, that's why you have games that go you know thirty minutes with three kills between the two teams because <laughs> that's a great game. because they just sit there and just farm back and forth and they they don't ever try to look for plays. They just more so look for mistakes rather than actually trying to make plays themselves. And I think that's just kind of the state of the EU at this point. So. 
I mean, they can see how other teams were able to be fanatic, but whether or not they're able to vary their own play styles is a completely different question. Let's take our analyst hats off. I'm from, I, I like my analyst hat. I know. You almost always wear it with you. I mean, like, we could be walking around outside and you have the analyst hat on. I'm saying take <laughs> it off. <laughs> I'm, take off the analyst hat. Let's put on the prediction hat a little bit here. Where do we see you kind of forming out, rounding out, as we, we finish the end of the summer split? Take off your analyst hat and then make a prediction. Yes, right, the prediction hat is much different than the analyst interesting, hat. Uh, interesting. So are you saying just within the EU or are we looking like We're talking worlds? only EU right now. This is this is going to be an only EU podcast. Sorry, everyone that's everybody listening. Beats everybody. <laughs> everybody beats everybody and G2E Sports wins in the end. We just see everyone completely turn off this podcast at this point. You really do believe that G2 is going to be the one that comes out of the You know what? I have bet against G2 Esports for like a year and a half now, whenever I could. And granted, they are worse now than they've ever been. But Europe as a whole, and I used to be a huge EU fanboy, used to be on the Fnatic team. Europe is the worst I've seen in the last like three or four. I think Wyatt can agree with me. Like no, the last, yeah, this, this is, is the lowest point of Europe. You got yeah. Kassing is gone. You got all the play. That, that's sort of pleasing the defensiveness. The mm-hmm. players, which in my mind, I always thought these are the guys who are going to break games open. You got Kassing. You got Cabo Shard. You got the. I mean, you still have Yan- like Yankos around, but they're, we're at an all-time low of those players who are really just going to be able to make th- make things even, even like forgiven. You know, is mm-hmm. gone. All these players who would find ways to break the game throughout through their lanes or across the map, whatever. Um, they're not there anymore, and that's why you're seeing the games where just nobody does anything. Yeah. So if, if nobody's doing anything, I think G2 has a leg up just because they have the best five players. Do you, <laughs> you, know? do you see there being a switch in that even come next spring split? Uh, my thought is you, you have to be, right? Like there has to be uh, some kind of – because they see this. I think they hear it, whether it's from Twitter, Twitch, or any other social media site. I feel like you're hearing it from that EU side and the fans there. Do you see that play style switching up in the future, even this next split? So the comparison point I'd make is if you look at what the teams looked like in 2015, this is what I think we can agree here that 2015 was the high point for Europe just throughout all of League of Legends history, right? Mm-hmm. The interesting thing you have there is you have so many teams that at once just have huge revolutionary changes. You know, the Fnatic lineup was totally unlike anything that had been seen before. You know, th- that was really one of the first duo Korean lineups that we ever had seen in Europe. And uh, bringing back, you know, Yellow Star, Reckless, mm-hmm. that together. But you also had teams like the Unicorns of Love popped up mm-hmm. around this time. And you had lots of, uh, even in the lower lower tiers, this is back when Giants were still reputable somewhat reputable organization and were playing a weird style of play. You know, uh, Gambit was still around and playing their their own their own style. And this was sort of the split where SK Gaming was also playing their very unique style. And I think that's when you look at the splits that EU has done well, it's been when there's been <laughs> lots of teams that are all trying to play the game a different way versus now it feels like everybody's trying to just be G2 Esports. And it's mm. not. It's it's it is hurting the scene overall. Mm-hmm. And so if you see people te- teams who come back, like I, I thought the misfits were going to be the ones who did this. You know, try to break the game open and show people, hey, you don't have to just play like G two. I know they've had a throttle hold on this on the you know the world right now, or not the world, but Europe. Well, at least your region, yeah. Yeah, at least yeah. your region. And it, it nobody tried to copy Fnatic when Fnatic was the best team, right? And everybody's trying to copy G two, and I think that's going to be what's per- Europe has to move away from that, or they're not going anywhere. Well, let's transition away from Europe, uh, the worst region in the world for League of Legends, at least. I'm, I'm not willing to bet. Uh, put Europe and the LPL together. I'm not going to. I think the LPL could be the best in the worst region, just depending on the days. So. Well, you bring That's up the LPL. Sure. We have the Rift Rivals. LCK was supposed to win this whole thing. That was about as easy money as possible, right? <laughs> I mean, when you bring MVP, maybe not. But 
But here we are, and the best team in the world in like I mean it, it, that's not even an argument at this point. SKT, right? Or or I mean, there apparently is. it is. I mean, oh, yeah. Okay, but let's take away before we even enter Rift Rivals, right? SKT is the best team, uh, or one of the Korean teams is. One of the five. They're the top five, right? The, 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 the strange thing, I think Wyatt and I were talking about this other day today, the strange thing with the top three in Korea is that right now, KT Rolster has lost to SKT. SKT's lost to Samsung. Samsung lost to KT Rolster. So there isn't a decisive best team in Korea at the moment. They all just sort of have this trifecta. But they've now molded, or you could say molded into one as the best team one of those three. three. Yeah. I would agree with you that those four teams should have stomped the LPL. Yeah. So what happened? That's what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't even understand. Like <laughs> this, I'm reading everything. Like that it's going to be yeah, got LC. kicked a lot. Is what happened. And this guy that's done so well in international play, and now we have this premier tournament where we have international play, and, and he doesn't do well, and none of the LCK really do well. Does that put any fear into you as to what they can do in worlds? Not just SKT, but I'm just saying, I guess, the big Korean powerhouses. <laughs> well, they're best of, to be fair, they're best of ones. And yes, World Elite destroyed SKT in that best of one. And at MSI, World Elite also destroyed SKT in a best of one. Does that mean I think World Elite in the finals of Worlds would beat SKT in a best of five? No. SKT loses best of ones all the time. And I think that's the... They lose best of threes all the time. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing, like, like looking at Riff Rivals, the format that they did for the LPL, LCK, LMS one was just... it's It was unlike anything we've seen. Because, yes, it was a best of five final, but it was the best of five made up of best of ones. Because it basically okay. was like a, it was like a team battle, like a relay kind of thing, where it was like, okay, we're going to send this team up for game one, this team in game two, this team in game three. So no two teams in at least in this one, it was because it was a three one. Um, so all teams they just played one time. So that was all you had. And like you said, uh, um, as good as SKT is, best of ones aren't always their specialty. Um, that's where they kind of can falter a little bit. But I think if you get an SKT in a best of five, like. I'd, I'd have a hard time betting against that. So, like, yes, they got destroyed. You know, LCK kind of came up pretty short. But I think just the format and the fact that it's Rift Rivals. Like, I don't know if they even really Care. cared that yeah. much so, about it. That, that, bringing it on that point, you did have a quote during Rift Rivals from Smev on KT Rolster. Basically said, basically, literally said, they're using this as time to scrim the other Korean teams. They didn't take the enemy. They didn't take the other teams seriously at all. They thought it was the worst tournament. They're just playing in LCK, and you know, on some level, fair enough. Like, yes, the teams they're playing against, mm-hmm. like Machi, and even like, all of the LMS contingent, basically right now, yeah, demonstrably worse than even some of the worst teams in the LCK. So they have a point. But on the other hand, they just got three one by the LPL, and now their fans are telling them to swim back to Korea. So it's sort of. <laughs> I, I think that they there was a lot of arrogance from the LCK teams, and that's yeah. certainly something that we have seen before. Rocks Tigers back mm-hmm. in Worlds, sort of famously, they barely even made it at a group stage. Yeah, you know, Korean teams sometimes just don't take it seriously. So, and especially if you're facing China, I mean, right? Well, I'm I'm wondering. We all thought LCK is the best region of all the regions heading into Rifrals, right? I mean, that's, I think it's mm-hmm. a fair statement for the three of us in this round table here it's a fair statement for anybody who's watched a lot of league of Legends. i would yeah. i would think so too yeah. so if there's a format that doesn't have the best team come out on top is it a good format that's the question that i kind of was left wondering after the end of this you you i like surprises 
especially like I come from traditional sports, like the, the underdog teams are always the, the ones that get rooted for the most. In this kind of thing, I want to see the best come out. And whether it was because of the format, which is kind of what you were suggesting, Wyatt, or whether it was that LCK simply wasn't trying, which is what you were suggesting, James, regardless of the fact, I want to see the best teams actually do what Play they're the supposed to right yeah well, and if that's not the case what do we need to fix that well that's why i think i like i like what they were doing with that format because it was just kind of interesting and i think it was more of the fact that because they had three regions and they were just trying to figure out how to kind of balance it um but i think like the way because in the na versus the eu it was just okay whoever the top two teams from each region then they played out that's the best of the region like that determines it i think that's probably the better route to go um but like you said with three regions i think it just kind of creates yeah. a little bit who of you, a you'd have to kick out the lms yeah or the LPR or what but then who do you put them against right exactly that's why i said that's why i thought the format was weird at first too but mm-hmm. then i thought about it more it's like so do you have the LMS play the OPL or something? Like that's yeah. not yeah, because like, I think esports is going to yeah. play against Flash like, So I think like maybe like do that with the just tainted binds. <laughs> yeah, I mean like, I don't know like maybe do that with the semifinals and then in the finals like take the best two, but like then it's just like well then what about the other teams that got there? So like, it it definitely is it creates a bit of a conundrum, but well, I think it depends on what Riot wants it to be. So if Riff Rivals is supposed to be a serious international tournament, yeah. then I think that there's probably there's something to be said in the format, perhaps not facilitating that. But also on that note, I think that Korea will be taking it seriously next year. Yeah, I think they yeah. Just, after they, just after they got dusted this <laughs> yeah, year, yeah, they, they, they looked like idiots. This yeah, year. if they do the same exact format next year, I can almost guarantee the LCK will not lose again. Yeah, well, they will destroy. I'll put a pause on that. Why? Because we still come away from this, at least I do, thinking LCK is the best region, right? Yeah. And, okay, so your fans flamed you for a little bit, but we all still know you're the best. For a but really, I, really, but, really but, really but the that. thing with them, though, is I think that whereas, like, we're just saying, oh, well, the, fan, the fans flamed you, they hate getting flamed at all because they're normally so good. Yeah. So to get any sort of flack at all, I think, is, like, them, like... It's amplified for these guys because so, they think they're they're so good. When you're SKT, Samsung, and KT Rolster, mm-hmm. you go in an international tournament against like teams like what well, they played. They played RNG, EEG, and World Elite, right? Yeah. All three of whom, I mean, China as a whole being a region notorious for just choking like no one else on international sta- the international stage. And two of those three teams got put didn't just loot; they got put in the dumpster. The Samsung versus uh, EDG game was painful. Was <laughs> you know, Samsung bad, just yeah. got to never, never. They didn't even show up to play the game. There are there was a there was a comment on Invin. One of the top comments, upvoted comments, which Invin being for our fans who don't know, it's Reddit for Koreans uh, that said that LPL is the best region. Their fans are, remember their fans aren't all super analyst heads any more mm-hmm. than all NA fans are. They just watch this tournament. They watch their teams get dusted, and they're like, obviously we're worse, and. So yeah, I think Koreans. Be, I don't know if it, it's just the culture. Like I think they they take more pride in these kind of things. What's so the thing. Yeah, exactly. E-sports I mean, like is esports is supposed to be is Korea's. That's their thing. Like I mean, they started esports. Like Brood War. Like I mean, those are the things that that birthed esports. So for them to 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 get beat by you know China, like that's after <laughs> all the Korean players left China. These are yeah, actual exactly. full Chinese teams that just dusted the Koreans. Yeah, like this isn't, but yeah, this isn't when there was a great, you know, reckoning with everybody going to China. This is after they did that. They all decided to come back, and now this is, yeah, they got beat by China. Like they're, they're definitely going to take this to heart. But okay, but my thing is, you were talking about how Smeb said he was, he was literally 
This is practice. What did he think was going to happen? What were the ramifications of this? Anyway, I, I know it's tough for me to put your minds in that place, but that's what I'm saying. Like I said, it's just crazy levels of arrogance in my mind because at MSI, we saw World Elite beat SKT. Mm-hmm. We saw them almost beat SKT twice. Yeah. And yeah, they lost to G2 in the semifinals, but I have every confidence in my mind if we had had World Elite and SKT in the finals, it would have been a five-game series mm-hmm. or at least a four-game series. Yeah. And I just can't imagine how you see that not what six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. Yeah, not that was, long yeah, ago. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it's just like, well, we're not going to take these Chinese players seriously. You know, I think that something that maybe, maybe I will say that Korean coaches maybe don't keep the best eye on the LPL over the course of time, like I have. Mm-hmm. But when the LPL was all Chinese, they were the second best region, and you had teams like OMG in the finals against SKT at Worlds. You know, this is when they, when they don't have communication issues of having Koreans who just don't give a shit playing on their teams, which is what happens when Korean players go to China. Uh, this is one of the best regions. There are a lot of people playing League of Legends in China. I've, I've started to f- take the LCK as maybe my, my home region at this point, and so I don't really want to see like Samsung and SKT not make it to the finals of Worlds and not win Worlds necessarily, but if this is what we see at Worlds, I can see a world where China wins their first Worlds because they wouldn't even know what these guys were doing. That, seemed, that just I mean, seems absurd. Seem to, they didn't seem to care. It doesn't matter. That, that's, that's the thing but about... They won't, you're telling me that they won't come... For the biggest tournament of not just the year of your life. That's what I mean. That's what if you're telling Korea esports synonymous. Yeah, this is their thing. They can't just not come up, not but, show up for world but, championships. But we saw it with SKT. I, I would say that's one of the things we saw with SKT at this last world championship. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, Samsung Galaxy making it to five games, especially mm-hmm. because if you look at the first, you know, one and a half game or even two and a half games, like they had, they had uh, Samsung in the bag, and then. Just kind of let off the gas a little bit. Yeah, and Faker then... had to make like a 1v9 play to put that series away. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, you have the best player in the world, but you almost lost to these guys who were nobodies. Nobody knew who Crown was. Like, I mean, people knew Ambition, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. they, might, they might remember yeah. him when he was good. Yeah. It's like, so it's sort of, it's easy, it's really easy to get on a throne and it's really hard to stay on it. And yeah. I think that Korean teams are going to have... This proves to me that Korean teams are going to have to take these pure Chinese teams a lot more seriously because LPL's weakness was always that they... Because they didn't have good communication, they had to play this, like, stupid style that, you know, our Fiesta Watch is a perfect name. Yeah, for. I mean, that... Like, that, the that, that Fiesta that, came yeah. from the LPL. Yeah, that's where our name comes from, was yeah. from us watching too much LPL. <laughs> but that was because these guys just really couldn't... It was hard to... Like, EDG is their best team... You have two players who just don't speak the language that people have, and they're not going to learn Mandarin Chinese in order to do it. Right. So they're, you know, there's uh, EDG famously spoke English as their comms, <laughs> and there's like a third language for everybody involved. When they're all just speaking Mandarin Chinese, that's a big difference. I think it's a tough transition to go to from talking about LCK. Yeah, we're going to NA probably. And right? then, but we have to. Yeah, we have yeah. to go. To, we're, we're 20 minutes in, and we haven't really touched NA. TSM walks away from this looking pretty darn good, right? I mean, we all As thought... they weren't looking good already. <laughs> well, I, there were concerns heading into the summer split as to what TSM was capable of doing. We, we saw a little bit of MSI. Let's take our bad AD carry replaced with a good AD carry. Clearly, it's going to be better. I, I'm just saying. I, it, I was not the only person to have... Oh, I really wasn't saying it, but I mean, I, I've read more than one occasion that people are saying, well, TSM might not be this good. There's other teams. They came away as the clear winners here. Do you feel like there was a secondary team from NA that you're like, oh, hey, all right, I'm glad to I'm see you I'm pretty sure here. why and I are going to have the same answer to this one, and it's definitely not blue and white. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know. R.I.P. Cloud9. 
But I mean, I think you know you can't deny the fact that that P one came out of this tournament looking very good. Like you know the the first few weeks of the of the summer split, they didn't look very good. It was a lot of questions as far as what was going to happen with him. But I mean, they showed up for Rifle. I think out of all the teams to, who like we just talked about with Korea not taking it seriously, I think P one really took it seriously and kind of used this as their. There. Such great experience for Mike Young. Yeah. Play, uh-huh. Been a pro for two weeks. And he's exactly. On internet. He's, he's like, all right, I'm going to play against Cersei. I'm going to play yeah. against Cersei. Uh, oh, I guess Cersei Brox are both sort of rookies. Yeah, but. Uh, I know it's early, but is there has there ever been more clear cut rookie of the year Dardoch. than. Dardoch. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm <laughs> yeah. saying, like, uh, to me, it feels like he just. Yeah, that's you just give him the award now. I know it's, it's been it's been junglers like three splits in a row. He's yeah, I mean, gonna, I, I, I'm yeah. sure it's going to be Mike Young for sure. Yeah, there, I mean, I don't think there's any. I mean, I think well, is there even any other rookies? rookies? I think he's just going to de facto. So win by it, but, default, he's but the clear cut. But even if there but was, that's what I'm saying that's but, what I'm trying to say. But even if there was another good player, like he's just been playing out of his mind. Like I don't so, think. So I think the question that I have to throw back, like obviously I'm on the P1 hype train to some extent too, mm-hmm. but the question I have to say is. Did P1 show up to play, or did Mike Young show up to play? Because that's fair. I think that it's not. It's unfair to say that Medios or Inori were the only problems on this roster. No, yeah, hundred you know, like percent. Ryu yeah. definitely was not. I mean, Ryu got lucky that Corky became meta like, days before Rift Rival started. That's very true. And he just rode it to victory. Yeah. <laughs> half the games, <laughs> you know, or I guess he had a good. He had some good LeBlanc showings, but yeah. you know, the problems weren't just. In the jungle, you know, Ryu and, and Arrow came in last split as just some of um, the most excellent carries in the mm-hmm. split. Mm. And I think Arrow's probably still there. She's just in a meta game where it's harder to demonstrate that. Yeah. And Ryu, though, it, he's always had a problem, even since he was on H2K, where when champion pools start churning, Ryu starts having problems. I, I we talked about it. Joe and I talked about this earlier today, and. You can't just get a jungler to carry you to the top of the NALCS when you're in ninth place. Yeah. It ain't gonna happen. Right. Might come, you might carry you out of the relegation zone, which I guess isn't relevant anymore. Right. But yeah. right. I mean, who's who's in sixth place? Who are this? Look at the like, top six teams. The six teams on top. It's actually hard. Even as good as P1 looked this weekend, are they better than Immortals? Are they better than Counter Logic Gaming? Are they better than TSM? Are they better than Cloud Nine? Are they better than you know? Well, I think they have to be better than Cloud Nine, right? But I I know we don't want to take too much credence into the, the, the international competitions here. At least that's what you've taught I mean, me but from if, but if Jensen, MSI. But if Jensen just bends over Rio, then what does it matter what Mike <laughs> does? You know, I, I, that's I, the problem. You know, if Impact is back on form, like remember, right. both of Cloud Nine's top laners were either somebody somebody died on Ray's side of family, I believe is what the story ended up being. Yeah. And Impact was almost dying himself. So, you know, it, if Cloud9 comes full power at P1, yeah, Mike Young is probably better than uh, whoever's jungling on Cloud9 right now. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll edit it in the We'll make it Obviously, they're so impactful that I remember their name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I thought for sure, and I, I was. It was a softball setting it up. P- P1 <laughs> clearly is the team that came away from that, as, if not more so than TSM from the competition itself. As the, no, no, TSM looked amazing. Okay, well, all right, so there you go. So the second team, but do we think that TSM is going to be able to carry it through NA? I mean, we talked a little bit about Fnatic. That they, TSM was already going to I mean, what, did you think TSM was going to carry it through NA? No, I mean, I always want CLG to win, so, like, I mean, there's that. Okay, but, well, like, yeah. but realistically, like, TSM is just kind of there. I mean, it's, like, kind of the same way we are with G2 in, in EU. Like, you want other teams to kind of, like, show up and do things, but, like, at the end of the day, if you're going to put your money on somebody, it's TSM. Like, I mean, they just, 
Tatamod when they have such oh, a strong... I mean, actually, G2 is in a very position where they might not make the playoffs. I was going to say, they're sitting at 3-3. Three three. I guess I can't put my money on that. They're sitting at 3-3. Three three, but G2. Jesus Christ, if Unicorns of Love become the champions of the United States, let's do it. About it now, I just want to see their mascot run around and do something stupid if they win the championship. Like I mean, Fnatic versus Unicorns at the, uh, the finals. Uh, anyway, back to NA. <laughs> I don't think that anybody questioned that TSM was going to win this split. Like, they won last split with Wild Turtle, right? And mm-hmm. how do you make an argument with a team... That's the, a huge meta change occurs. Which, notably, the current patch that's hitting tomorrow is going to probably put a big meta shift in the in the works. And it probably is one that doesn't help TSM, because it is going to move us away from top lane carries. It's going to move us more into a tank meta game again, probably, now that you've got Thorn Mail as, like, an 1100 gold item. Um... And that probably doesn't benefit TSM against their biggest their biggest competitors because that's way better for Darshan. That's way better for Impact. Mm-hmm. You ain't playing Kinnon no more, Hanser. Right. And <laughs> maybe that's a good thing because I mean Hanser was a great Maokai player when he was yeah. playing it too. But lately he hasn't impressed when he's played tanks. So that, that that's the only thing I think knocks TSM off the throne is if like some huge calamitous meta shift occurs, Bjergsen suddenly can't carry on whatever champion he wants to play that day. Right. Um, and you end up with you know, Hanser being exposed. Sven Skaren has always been a point of question where he, sometimes in playoffs he just runs into the enemy jungle and dies a little free. <laughs> but, over and over. Oh, yeah. Constantly <laughs> over best of five, no less. <laughs> but, uh, the, the good money is still on TSM because like, I want to root for CLG too. Mm-hmm. But like, if I look at these teams and I look at their weaknesses, how do you ban out, Sven, how do you ban out Bjergsen? Mm-hmm. You can't, but how do you ban out Hui? Well, it's one champion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, yeah, I mean, he exactly. has Corky. He was a pretty good Corky player, so he yeah. has Corky's back in the meta. But you ban two champions. And it's like, well, if you ban Orion Slow, you ban Corky, then does anybody <coughs> think Hubi's not going to just get run over by Bjergsen? Exactly. And, yeah. you know, when I look at the weaknesses that cla- that TSM has, I just went over them. Like, the meta game, ha- the whole game has to shift. Yeah. TSM not well, that's why I think, team. like, top to bottom line, TSM just has such a strong roster. Like, all of their all of their players have, have good champion pools. Like, you can't, it's hard to ban, like, the pick ban, like, like you said, against a team like CLG, like you said, if you ban out certain champions, you can completely eliminate the mid lane. You could even, to an extent, sometimes do that to Darshan, but with TSM, like, that's just not possible. So but, I, on that point, though, TSM also have a reputation at this point of shooting themselves in the foot in the draft, so sure. often you don't need to. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's also, that's I guess that's an X factor, yeah. where you could just have a day where Parth decides that we're going to play, like, what was Zillion? And we're not going to let Bjergsen carry at all. And you, over the course of the best of three, they just lose it because yeah. they tried to do things that they just shouldn't have. Whereas I think the other NA teams are much better at, hey, look, they left a Rillian soul open. Let's pick it and win. Exactly, now, when, when you yeah. leave Counterlogic Gaming's best champions open, when you leave C9's best champions open, they don't, like, dick around. They just pick them, play them, and beat right. them. Right. So it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> clear-cut. Uh, but once again, like, TSM have to fuck up to not win NA, right? That's what it feels so, like to me. Yeah, That's what it I feels think like it is, to me. That too. is the way it is. I mean, granted, you know, they they aren't uh, are they first well, place I mean, yet? Immortal, actually, Immortals. I, I guess we didn't even discuss Immortals. Yeah, I mean, Immortals, Immortals have been looking very good. I think if, if there's a team like realistically, if there's a team that's going to dethrone TSM, it's probably going to be Immortals or over. Yeah, I mean, or, or CL. I think CLG and Immortals are the two. Just because CLG has a reputation of doing that. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Than, like, yeah. Any anal- analysis that makes me think they'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> But I think Immortals have been looking, at least in NA, Immortals have looked better than TSM, and they have a better record than TSM, so I yeah. guess you can say that maybe they, it's, not, it's not as clear as it looks, but... But come punch time, like... Yeah, Immortals have always looked better than TSM during the regular season, and then they get to playoffs, and they lose in the quarterfinals. Yeah. So, and that's when they had better players. Rank it, top three, 
chances for winning North America. I, I don't want you to say any other words besides three teams, James, and then three teams wide. <laughs> Who has the best chance of winning North America 1-2-3? One, 1-2-3? Two, three. One, two, three? Yes. Well, I think we just said them, right? TSM, Morals, and I'll go kind of Logic Gaming. All right, good. No more words. What? TSM, CLG, Immortals. There we go. We have it down. Las Vegas Fender predictions have been booked. Your fanboy is showing me. Right? <laughs> we have the Las Vegas <laughs> predictions booked right here. Fiesta Watch episode 16 sees us have everyone say TSM for the championships out of NA, which seems to be... Yeah. It's, not even, it's the least interesting league you could have possibly asked this question of, right? Yeah, exactly. Like LPL and LCK. It's like, I was trying to make you guys question. look better. Actually, actually LCK, is. you just pick the three top teams, right? One, yeah, of, right. Will win. <laughs> One of these will win everything. Yeah, or MVP wins the LCK, you know. You never know. Jeez. Who's even fourth? I guess Longju maybe is a long Long. Time. I mean, Longju is not like they're, they're looking okay. I have no idea who's going to win LPL, though. I straight up could not answer that question. Yeah, same. I would just put EDG, World Elite, and uh, RNG and say one of these will probably Honestly, win. Noah watches all the games, and I don't even think he could give us a <laughs> No, seriously. Like, yeah. I, look, I look at the standings of that league, I'm like, what is going on over yeah, here? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I think... I guess Europe, probably, Fnatic and Unicorns are undefeated. So, you know, there's multiple leagues where I, I look at the standings and think, what is... what What's happening right now? <laughs> I think that does it for us on this episode of Fiesta Watch. Since we don't want to go too much over the 30-minute limit, Noah does a pretty good job you know, moderating people that. people watch 30 minutes, uh, listen to 30 minutes, they'll listen to 45. I'm just saying. No, we're not pushing it. We're not going <laughs> to test our audience that much. We, we like our audience. We don't want to make them leave just yet. But <laughs> that being said... Leave, you should make the podcast longer. If we want to flame James, where can we talk to you on Twitter? Uh, what was my Twitter handle again? Uh, that's what I'm asking. We're asking you so you can tell the people right now. I think it's at RCG Dreamweaver. I think that's right, too. Yep. And Wyatt, of course, where can we find you they at? You can find me at Wyatt double underscore RW double uh, underscore. underscore. And I feel like we'll have to almost do this just every, every episode because I always have to do it listen to the end here yeah well why and, do and we James, have a double James underscore a so all right i tried to do one underscore and apparently there's a girl whose last name is wyatt and i don't know where the rw comes from but she is currently squatting on my wyatt underscore rw twitter handle so i had to put two so if we try to do one underscore we're gonna be talking to her about random league of legends stuff and if she responds awesome fantastic we made a new friend However, that seems to be unlikely. So double underscore that if we want to talk to uh, Why? I just want to say I know your pain because I switched my username on League of Legends to Fanatic Dreamweaver when I was working for them. By the time I went to switch back, somebody had stolen Dreamweaver. I was very mad. I've tried to, I've tried to pay this man to give me – I will give you all of the skins. Like, all of them. Please. Just get off of my username. <laughs> Well, where can they find you if they I, want to talk to No, I don't even you. think anyone wants to talk to me about it, but if they do, it's at JB Fantasy Sports. Obviously, you'll be seeing the me tweet. Brag. Yes, absolutely. You, you'll be seeing me tweet <laughs> this out on my Twitter account, so I sure hope you know where you can find this. That being said, we'll play out the nice little music here because that's always my favorite part of the whole podcast. <laughs> Is there outro music? I've never actually listened to the podcast. <laughs> Why would you listen yes. to the podcast? I, I take all podcast. this time. <laughs> I know. I take all this time to put the outro music. I fade I know out there's, just great. So I know there's. Yeah. intro music oh man it's, well, it's I glorious. think one of our adoring fans could probably tell us what the outro music is if you're not going to Joe oh my god I'll listen, I'll listen to it right after this I'll listen to I'll one I'll just cut it straight to like. the end <laughs> yes it's, it's great it's fantastic it's to me the best part of the podcast sorry <laughs> Noah sorry talking. Wyatt now sorry James it is the best part <laughs> of the podcast please, though. please say sorry correctly like, like how Americans say sorry <laughs> no that's not it that's how, that's how Canadians say it, man. Well, we're pretty close to it. In the, I was going to say, I was like, you are here pretty like, close to it. We're like a stone throw away from that. <laughs> Sorry.
Sorry to the listeners, too, now, I guess. I don't even try. We're going to have to end it on that so we can actually have the nice outro music and, and why we'll finally listen to it for the first time. So uh, see you next week for episode 17. I'm not sure who's going to be on, whether it's Noah, Wyatt, probably not myself. James, who James, knows? I don't know. We could it's going to be different every week. We're going to keep you guys guessing. That's always what we want to do for the audience. Keep them guessing. You just make a three-person three podcast. I'm willing to be here all the time. That's uh, fine. We could do that. All right. Okay. Bye guys. Uh, Wyatt, probably not myself. James, who James, knows? I don't know. We could it's gonna be different every week. We're gonna keep you guys guessing. That's always what we want to do for the audience. Keep them guessing. <laughs> you just make a three-person three podcast. I'm willing to do